Bobby, the little dog, was found lying atop the grave. But animals weren't permitted in the cemetery. So the cemetery keeper drove the dog out. But the next morning, there he was again. So this time, being a little more forceful, the cemetery keeper drove Bobby out again. But then the third morning, even though it was cold and raining, Bobby was found again lying, shivering on top of his master's grave. This time, the cemetery keeper took pity on Bobby, and he gave him a little food, and this little Scottish terrier soon made the cemetery his home. But no matter how rough the weather got, not one night could be remembered when Bobby didn't spend the night on top of his master's grave. Nothing could induce Bobby to forsake the holy spot in which he found his identity. Born-again believers should find their identity in the body of Christ, which is called the church. I mean, if a little dog can be that devoted to a dead master, how much more should we be devoted to a living Savior? You know, it's rare to witness devotion this deep. But I say that among the people of God, it ought to be commonplace. Don't you agree? Can anybody tell me what devotion is? What is devotion? Steadfastness. Love. Very good. Commitment, totally dedicated. Y'all nailed it. Devotion is love plus commitment. It's affection plus total dedication. And friend, it is our devotion to God, empowered by the Spirit of God, that enables us to take a stand for God. And make no qualms about it. God's will is that you take a stand for God. My beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 27 we're told to give no place to the devil. That word place in the scriptures refers to a little piece of ground. In other words, the Bible instructs us to not give the devil even one little piece of ground in our life. Not even one little area of ground. God wants every one of us to stand our ground. It's God's plan that we learn how to do that and not give up ground. Friends, I pray that through this message today that you're going to let the Lord speak to your heart 
I also pray that you, when you leave, you will have decided to stand your ground. I also pray that you will reclaim any ground that you may have lost by giving place to the enemy. This morning, I've got three questions for you. One, are you giving up ground? Are you giving up ground? Too many believers are giving up ground in their lives. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 tells us to beware lest Satan should take advantage of us. That word, advantage, is the word that we get beachhead. And you know what a beachhead is? A beachhead is a little piece of ground. A little piece of ground by which the enemy comes and attacks the rest of our lives. So what is Paul saying? Beware and don't give a beachhead to the enemy. Through Bethel Meals on Wheels, Janet and I have befriended a guy named Bud Forsyth. Now you may not know Bud. Bud lives up on State Line Road. And Bud is going to be 92 years old, December the 16th and is a World War II veteran who landed on the beaches of Normandy, France in an effort to, get this, reclaim ground that we had lost to the enemy. When you talk to Bud about it, he gets quite emotional. Because you see, Bud uh, lost his older brother in that Normandy invasion. He also lost a lot of friends as the enemy resisted their invasion. But I asked Bud, what kept you guys going? When your brothers and your friends were being slaughtered, what kept you going? And he said, I knew that from France, Nazi Germany was going to launch an assault against the free world, and if they were victorious, tyranny would result, and many people would lose their freedom. So what did I do? I refused to give up ground. He refused to give up ground. Friends, when we allow Satan a foothold, when we allow Satan a beachhead, in our lives, we're giving him ground. We're giving him ground from which he can attack our families. We're giving up ground where he can attack our churches, where he can attack our communities, where he can attack our nation. We must not give him any more ground. I mean, think about it. We've already given up way too much ground. We've already given up public ground. In most places, Jesus is not welcome. He's not welcome in our White House. That White House belongs to you. And Jesus ain't welcome there. Jesus is not welcome in our schoolhouses. You own those schoolhouses. He's not welcome in our houses of Congress. 
You own those houses of Congress. He's not welcome in our courthouses. But you own those courthouses. So what happened? Why is it that Jesus is not welcome in our public ground anymore? We gave up that ground. That's what happened. It wasn't taken from us. We gave it up. Jesus is also not welcome, it seems, in parental ground. So many parents have lost control of their kids. I mean, we see it all the time. For the most part, it seems like to me that many parents uh, have lost the sense of importance of raising their kids according to the laws of God. What happened? Why is that? Because we gave up ground. We've also given way, up, way too much ground in praying ground. It just seems like there's no Daniels out there anymore. No Daniels that will fervently pray for the Lord's will to be done. We're too busy to even seek the will of our Creator. It seems like we gave up that ground too. So why do we continue to give up ground? What is the deal? Well, it's likely several reasons. But there's one primary reason, and I think it's because we're ignorant. Not to oversimplify the matter, but we're ignorant of Satan. We don't realize what he's up to. He's out there trying to take advantage of us. But as believers, we know what he's up to, and we still allow it. We still give up that ground. You know what he's up to. In 2 Peter, he tells us to be sober, to wake up, to sober up, to be vigilant, to be alert, because your adversary, the devil, is walking about like a roaring lion, seeking to whom he may destroy. What's he up to? He wants to destroy you, your family, your church, your community, and your nation. That's what he's up to. So what are you supposed to do? Resist them steadfast in the faith. That's what you're supposed to do. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. How am I supposed to fight back against somebody so powerful? Well, here's some good news for you. In Ephesians chapter 4, or Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You see, you don't have enough strength to fight this enemy. But the Lord does. So instead, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand your ground. So that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We're ignorant of him. But I think oftentimes we're ignorant of our Savior as well. We don't realize that Jesus is our greatest resource, but we fail to turn to him to avoid the traps of the devil. Greater is he who is in you, friend, than he who is out there in that world. Don't be ignorant of how powerful the Savior is when you're willing to yield to his will, 
not your own. But I think they were also ignorant of the Christian standing. You don't have a clue who you are. You are a born-again child of God. And you don't know what you're capable of. You have got the Holy Spirit indwelling in you. Get this. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. We ought to be able to stand our ground. The problem is we won't yield to the will of the Spirit. Instead, we yield to the will of the flesh. We also give up ground because we're ignorant of the destructive uh, power of sin. I mean, think about it. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, Paul writes, Therefore, put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, yet do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good. Why? That he may have something to give to him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for the necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Friend, let me tell you what. Sin has a lot of destructive power, but one of the most destructive powers is, is that sin grieves the spirit. The verse 30 following that says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Your sin grieves the Holy Spirit that is in you, but your sin also gives ground. It gives ground to the devil. It gives Satan a foothold. It gives him a beachhead where he can attack the rest of your life. Friend, don't be ignorant of your enemy. Certainly don't be ignorant of your Savior. Don't be ignorant of your standing, but don't you be ignorant of sin either. Thank God that we can find forgiveness for our sin. But remember this, sin never has to happen. How many times have we heard, well, I'm just human. I'm going to sin. How many times have you heard that? How many times? I'm, you know, I'm a sinner. Sinners sin. But friend, you never have to sin. You make a choice to sin. And sin is something that gives up ground to your enemy. Friend, don't give up ground to sin. So, are you giving up ground? Second question, have you been gaining ground? Surrendered ground can be reclaimed. You can get that ground back, but know this, it's going to cost you something. Surrendered ground can be reclaimed, but it's very costly. Just ask a World War II veteran. You see, America gave up ground. Gave up ground to the enemy. And many soldiers had to pay the ultimate price, their very lives. In order for us to gain spiritual ground, friend, we are going to have to go to war. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to get in the battle and fight for what you believe in. You can either do that or you can just let the enemy have it. It's our choice. Spiritual warfare, friend, it's real. 
And if you're not involved in it, then you're giving ground to the enemy. Friend, there are only really two ways that you can regain ground. Two ways that you can regain ground that you've already lost to the enemy. First is through repentance. It's through repentance. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse, in verse 5, I take that back. It is 2 Corinthians verse 10, chapter 10, verse 5. Excuse me, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. See, this fight, this battle, this war we're in is not one of flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is not a fleshly battle we're fighting. It is a spiritual battle we're fighting. To regain ground, the first thing you're going to have to do is get in the fight. And if you're honest with yourself, you ain't been in it. If I'm honest with myself, I have not been in this fight. I haven't been fighting back. I haven't been, been praying on the full armor of God. I haven't been participating in spiritual warfare. And when I don't, that gives ground to the enemy. And I don't want him to have the victory. I want God to have the victory. One way to regain ground is to repent. And that's your choice. But the other way is by renewal. To renew. That's the good news today. Is that you can renew your strength. Paul wrote to Roman believers trying to get them to renew their strength. And he said, I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. What's he saying? That you give your all for a change. That you give your all holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And whatever you do, don't be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I like what David said. In Psalm 51, he said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me so I can stand my ground. We need to learn to stand our ground. I mean, isn't it time that the church rose up and began to recover some of the ground we've lost? Isn't it time that we won back our families and our communities? Isn't it time that we reclaim the ground that we gave up to the enemy? No, it's not time. It's past time. And I pray that we will say, yes, it is. It's time to rise up. It's time to show ourselves strong in the Lord for Jesus' sake. And get this, friend, it all begins with the one you see in the mirror. You can't get behind me and say, Brother Bill, I agree with it. Let's go. I'll be right behind you. It begins with you. 
It begins with me. It begins with the one we see in the mirror. So are you giving up ground? Have you been gaining ground? The third question is, are you guarding your ground? Friend, I don't want you to leave here today discouraged. The church ain't going down. She's going up. Amen? She's going up. We've been been giving up precious ground. But by the grace of God, we can reclaim it for Jesus. There is still a whole lot of ground that we haven't lost yet. And I pray that by the power of God, we can guard it and keep it from the enemy. But we have to guard our ground. John 8, 32, Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We're set free by the truth, and we live by the truth. And the truth is is that Jesus is alive and well through the churches of Jesus Christ. He's alive. He's not dead. So let us be praying on the whole armor of God. Let us be in the fight. Let's get in the battle. Let's begin to take a stand. And stand our ground. See, it's not enough just to carry this truth in your hand. You've got to carry this truth in your heart. You've got to allow this truth to become a permanent part of who you are. Because then and only then will you be able to stand your ground. The enemy is coming against you. And he's so subtle you don't even know it. He's so subtle, he's come up against our church, and we haven't even realized it. And we've given up ground. How many people have we called to say, I've missed you. I wish you'd come back. You're my sister. You're my brother. But instead, we give up the ground. Are you guarding our ground? Have you let the truth of God become a permanent part of who you are? You know, ultimately, the truth is a person, Jesus Christ, and we are the body of Jesus Christ. We are the truth. We have the truth. But it's only through an honest relationship with Him that we're going to have any kind of victory. But if we're honest, we're not acting like the body of Christ. Are we reaching out? to those parts of the body that are drifting away? If we're going to reclaim lost ground, if we're going to guard the ground that we still have, friend, we've got to walk in the truth. And the truth is we're a body, the body of Christ. And we ought to be concerned about those parts of the body that have drifted away. Let us take an honest look at ourselves. Let us take an honest look at our own lives and let's see if we're totally surrendered to Jesus, or are we just giving him lip service only? I've had to do that all week this week. I've had to ask myself, are you really surrendered to Jesus? Or are you just going through the motions? I've had to ask myself, I mean, who is it that calls the shots in your life? Who is it? Is it your employer? Is it your spouse? Is it your desires to do other things? Who calls the shots in your life? Don't you want to be everything that God saved you to be?
I do. And if I do want to be everything that God saved me to be, then I have got to enter into combat. I've got to get my tail in the fight against this enemy. I've got to attack his strongholds. I've got to get in the fight. I've got to take back what he's taken from me. But I've got to get in the fight. Friend, I challenge you today to take back what the enemy has stolen from you. And if you're honest, he's been at work in your life too. He's been, he's been firing shots at your family. He's been firing shots at your kids. He's been firing shots at your grandparents. He's been firing shots. Will you take back your family today? Your enemy has been in your home. He's been in your home. He comes in through the internet cable or the Wi-Fi waves. He comes in through negative attitude and hypocrisy. He's coming in your home. Will you take back your home? The enemy has come against your children, not just your children, but all of our children. Man, we're seeing it big time. Are we going to take our kids back? Are we going to regain that ground? Or are we just going to give it up and say, well, they're too far gone? I say, no, we're going to take them back. I'm going to gain that ground. I'm going to take my stand. And I'm getting them in the fight. What about your personal walk with the Lord? The enemy loads you up with all kinds of distractions on your time. How's your personal walk with the Lord been? Has it been under attack? Have you been spending time in conversation with your Creator? Or if you're honest, do you say, well, I haven't really had the time. Fight back. Fight back. Get in the battle and fight. Fight, I say. Take back that time that the enemy has stolen from you. That time, that precious time that God has with you one-on-one. -on -one, that the enemy has stolen. Fight and take it back. That's your time with God. Not His. Take it back. What else have you yielded to the devil? Man, if I went to making a list, it frightens me how long that list would be. Things that he didn't take. Things I gave him. I laid down on the battlefield and let myself get trampled. How many areas of my life have I allowed the enemy to have the victory? Friend, if you want victory, 
God's got victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't give up. Don't give up the battle. Don't you think for a second that you're defeated because you're not. You're not defeated. God wants you to know that there is victory in Jesus. Don't give up ground. Start gaining ground. And once you've gained that ground, guard that ground. But it all starts with you taking a stand. Are you willing to take a stand? I've had to be on my knees all week this week because I realized that I haven't been taking a stand. Been giving up way too much ground, gaining no ground, and not guarding what ground I do have. How about you? Maybe you say, Brother Bill, I ain't got no ground anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't got no victory in Jesus because I don't even know him. You're not defeated either. You can take your stand today and by faith accept Jesus Christ. And you'll have that little piece of ground. And you can grow that ground. But it starts by taking a stand. It starts by taking a step of faith. What will you do? Believer, let's get honest. How much ground have you given up? I don't know, but you do. How much of your family, your home, your kids, your personal walk with Jesus? What else have you yielded to the devil? He didn't take it. Oh man, we blame him for everything. But he didn't take nothing. We give it. pray if the Lord has spoke to you about any of this that you won't waste a second during this song but you'll be right here where I'm going to be I'm going to be praying for godly strength to help me reclaim that ground that the enemy has stolen better yet that I gave him how about you Father in heaven